everyone, and welcome to the seventh. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the December 7th edition of our News You Can Use podcast. In this week's program, we'll take a quick look at Google's release of their quality score rankings. We'll share some updates regarding display and retargeting and give you some tips on how to improve your YP presence sales. All of this with the goal of giving you the information that you need to sell more, sell bigger, and sell better. My name is Tina Stock, and with me is Darren Chirazzo. And Darren, before we get into today's topics, I just have to confess to you that I totally indulged in some binge-watching over this Thanksgiving holiday. Amazon has this uh, series that they recently released called The Man in the High Tower. It's basically telling the story of what if the U.S. lost World War II. It's an awesome series, but that's what I spent probably three days of my Thanksgiving holiday watching. And hopefully I'm not the only person that uses these long vacation times as a chance to binge watch or check out movies. So did you watch anything over Thanksgiving or do you have a movie that you're planning to catch over the Christmas holiday coming up? Well, um, I'm more of a Walking Dead fan, so... Uh, uh, machetes no and machine guns and all the manly stuff. I didn't know you watched <laughs> Walking Dead. I also watched Walking Dead. That's literally, there's two TV shows that I watch real time, like during broadcast time, not on demand. Walking Dead is one. And the other one that I'm actually in love with, which I hate to admit, it's become so dark, but Fargo. Have you seen Fargo? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. it's. I think FX does it. It's a very you know, very quirky TV show, but it's awesome. It's it's a really good one. So there you go. I just gave you what you could watch during your uh, Christmas break. You can awesome. binge watch on Fargo. Season one is already on demand. Season two, they're almost done with it. Um, I know you can get it off Amazon. I think you can also get it off regular cable FX station, but it's a really good show too. So I think you were going to share some insights from Google and the release of their quality score rankings and how to improve those uh, Google Places listings or Google Google My Place. Uh, what are those things called? Uh, Google My <laughs> Business or Google Plus listings for business. Google My Business. So Google My Place yes. Plus businesses. Yeah, not that one. Okay. Well, I'm going to turn <laughs> it on over to you, Darren. All right, all right. So um, a couple of things. Search Engine Journal wrote an article on the second of the month, which is uh, basically two days ago. They announced that they have just released Google Gold. And what they mean by that is Google has finally released their full search quality ranking guidelines. So in other words, in the past, ever since the uh, evolution of Google, Google's always kept their search algorithm formulas a secret. And now with the release of their full quality rating guidelines, there it is no longer secret, although there is going to be a little secret sauce mixed in on top of this. They basically released a 160-page document showing everything that a webmaster would need to do to have a website that Google would rank very, very high. And if you look at it from a high level, Google has always kept this a secret and what you have is you have a mix of what you see on the first page of Google when you do a search. The mix is you have some really, really high-ranked websites uh, from people who got it or people who had the skill to, to get their websites ranked highly. And then you had some websites that really weren't all that good. And 
remember, Google is, is a search engine that is still competing with other search engines for users and traffic and loyalty. So they want someone to do a search, and no matter what they find on their search engine, even if it is towards the bottom of page one or even on page two, they want that user to hit a website and be delighted with what they've just found. And then, of course, next time, time they need something, come back to Google, of course. So instead of keeping that formula secret, they're now releasing the formula, hoping that webmasters around the world will go in and improve their websites to not only rank higher, but it helps Google because Google will help the websites that are already shown on their search engine uh, be a better experience uh, uh, when it comes to users using their, their search engine and finding a website. And the article that you're, the link that you're posting for Search Engine Journal, the article itself gives a high-level view, and then there's some links towards the bottom that kind of allow you to dive into the official web, uh, Google Webmaster Central blog. And then once you dive into the Webmaster Central blog, it gives another kind of a Google point of view on the 160-page the document. And then there's a link in that uh, Google article directly into the 160-page document. It goes into great detail. Another thing that they mention is that they have human evaluators. And let me explain how this works. Google has always used their robots or their spiders to reach out to the website, read them, digest them, and then uh, on an automated basis figure out what belongs on the first page and what belongs on page 38. And what they're now doing with the inception of cell phones, um, they've had to use human evaluators. So in other words, they're, they're using these evaluators to go in there read the websites, experience these websites on a mobile device and give some human input because sometimes these spiders or robots, they go out and they rank a website pretty high. The human beings on the other end of it that are seeing the website uh, from a human perspective don't like the website. So they're, they're actually throwing a little human intervention in there to see if they can help improve the user experience as well. The document is absolutely amazing. It goes into how the, their system evaluates page length, the page flow, also looking at, for instance, uh, the functionality of videos, the content of the video, the search terms, and then the other, how the other language on that page relates to the search terms. Uh, overall, it is extremely extensive, and if you have time, you can uh, read into it and at least get a high level of, of what they're doing. How is this going to affect SEO? Well, you're going to see website movement. I mean, as people uh, read this and digest it and start using it, they're going to improve their website. So you're going to see some movement over the next six months, maybe nine months. Someone who wasn't able to rank before, if they put a little time and effort into reading into this and applying it to their website, websites are going to start to rank higher, and it's, the competition is going to get really, really hot. You just watch. And, you know, again, um, notice how mobile uh, in that article is what threw Google for a loop because all their robots and spiders and algorithms were all designed for, you know, landline-based devices and, and websites. And now all of a sudden you enter the mobile world and a consumer on a mobile device behaves completely different as opposed to someone sitting behind a laptop like we are during business hours. To segue into that, Google found that when people are on mobile devices and they're trying to find something that they need, uh, the three 
things that a business needs to do to, to get through uh, to mobile consumers. They need to be there. That's one. They need to be useful. That's two. And then they need to be quick. That's three. And let me just dive into that just a little. 65% of smartphone users agree that when they're conducting a search on their smartphone, they look for the most relevant information regardless of the company providing the information. So in other words, these micro moments that people are experiencing on their cell phones, there is no brand loyalty. What they're doing is, is they're in a situation where they need to make a decision and they're looking for something that they can find, something that they can use, something that they can digest really quick. So that's what our businesses need to keep in mind is that uh, the way that they need to market their businesses, it's different from a regular computer to a mobile user. And they have to take that into account because half of their business right now, whether they know it or not, is coming from mobile phones. Another thing to keep in mind is, and these are key questions that we have to uh, make sure that our business owners are asking themselves, is number one, what are the most searched topics for my business on a mobile device? And then what we should do is we should do a mobile search on our cell phone for those search terms. Like for instance, if I had a plumbing leak, I would probably grab my cell phone and do a search on Google for how to turn off a water main. That would be a common search for a plumber. So they have to put, their, put themselves in a consumer's shoes and what questions would they be thinking when they need them. And then when they, when they design their mobile site, don't write a book, be quick, and give the information for those search terms as quickly and as uh, briefly as possible. Because people are on a mobile device and they're doing micro moments. They don't want to read a book. So you have to deliver it in a quick way. And then the third thing that business should do is they should think from the top of the funnel of the buying funnel and then from the bottom of the buying funnel. In other words, some of the search terms on the top of a funnel would be like how to find a accredited plumber or how to find a reliable plumber. That would be search terms that would be towards the top of a funnel. And those might be more remodeling jobs or those might be a commercial entity looking for a plumber that they're going to use on a regular basis. And then you have search terms on the bottom of the funnel, which are same-day plumbing repairs. You know, that would be a, a buyer at the bottom of the funnel ready to make the call and buy. And they have to do this in a way that agrees with mobile phones. So as long as we share those strategies um, and we talk to our business owners about that, I think we're guiding them in the right direction. And I think we're setting them up for a successful 2016. Uh, Tina, do you have anything to say or comment or, or questions? Yeah, so there's two things that you brought up, how the businesses use content in order to not only drive search, but then drive consumer behavior. And I think that's the the big aha that everybody's getting into is you have to think mobile first, even when it comes to your content. What's the one thing that you want to tell somebody on this page? And that has to be up at the top of the page. We recently did a redesign, not recently, like eight months ago, did a redesign of marketingsolutions.yp.com as part of the rebrand. And we moved that site into a responsive design. And part of the exercises that we had to do is for each one of those pages, you had to create a hierarchy of what's the most important thing on this page because 
Now it goes from here's a full page of information to here's the first thing you scroll down, here's the second thing you scroll down, here's the third thing. So you're kind of forcing a hierarchy of information. And I think this is so smart for us to share with our customers. We have to be the ones giving great marketing advice and thinking through not only what does it mean to be mobile first, not from a design perspective, but also from a content perspective. And then your second point about thinking of search terms all the way through the buying cycle and how do you create content? How do you create information that answers those search queries that causes Google to bring you up organically, but also how do you uh, use that information to inform your keyword strategy and inform your landing pages and all of those other things. We do a lot of it for the customer, but we need them to really help us in those strategic discussions. So great information. And, 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 you know, our website products are all mobile compatible. um, And, um, I mean, one simple thing can kill your, your, your call volume if you're a small business and you're not doing it right on mobile phones. Like, for instance, I've walked into so many businesses that have a website that's mobile compatible, but none of the phone numbers on the mobile website are in HTML or other formats where you can click to call. So you'll see the phone number on the mobile phone, but it's very hard to... Uh, navigate from that website, memorize the phone number, and then get to the phone part of your smartphone and make the dial. eSurance, actually, uh, as big of a company as they are, had this problem and recently changed all of their phone numbers to click-to-call functionality, and their call volume increased uh, by 200%. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. So, wow. I mean, That's a so we problem. really... Absolutely. We really have to give advice to these business owners so they're aware of these things because one little thing like that that takes five minutes to fix can uh, make you or break you. And then uh, also, and then, and that that segues into my next piece is the Google Plus pages uh, or uh, Google Map listings and how it interacts with our YP presence manager. Because I've, I've been out to quite a few customers who have purchased a YP presence package, and they're trying to use the presence dashboard, and they can't get it to fix their listing. So the last article that we just discussed, we, we brought up the first point, and we said that a business, of course, has to be there so people can do searches and be found. So having a Google Plus page Um, which is created through Google My Business. And back in like 2007, Google used to have 10 map listings for every search query if there was 10 local businesses for what you searched for. And then in 2008, they carved that down to seven. And then a few months ago, they carved it down to only three. So there's a lot of businesses that are out there trying to get into the top three positions so they can have that first page uh, inclusion. <clears throat> so in the situation that we were in this week, we were meeting with a body sculpting uh, place. They, uh, they have uh, a, not a high volume of clients, but the services that they offer cost quite a bit of money. So the ROI is incredible. And what happened was is we... Uh, the, uh, the sales rep went out and they sold a presence package. And the reason they did was because the business used to be under an old name and an old address. And what they did is they, um, they moved to a new address, a better address, 
And then what they did was they changed their name to brand themselves differently. And what happened was is, is uh, they bought the presents package because they had listings all over the place for the old name and then the new name. And um, first, first thing that we had to do is we had to figure out what they had out there. And they probably had about three Google Plus pages for each business with different addresses, different phone numbers, different names. And the problem was is that they bought YP Presence, uh, a.k.a. Listing Pro, and, they, and the sales rep did everything correct. They inputted the information, and YP Presence wasn't able to fix the listing. So the customer got really agitated. Um, well, come to find out, it was really a self-induced problem. And I'm not saying self-induced on YP. I'm saying self-induced on the customer, and here's why. Um, <clears throat> the reason was the customer went out, and they had two websites up and running. Uh, they had the old website up and running with a little banner that ran across that said, you know, our new name is now this. Here's a link to our new website. And then, of course, they had the new website with the new URL, the new address, because they were scared to lose any of their old clientele. So that right there was, was the first part of the problem because now Google and all the other search engines and all the other directory uh, sites, they're pulling information from that old website and creating all these new listings. And then, of course, the new website's there doing the same thing, and it's confusing all the search engines, including Google. So um, YP Presence was doing exactly what it was designed to do, but it wasn't able to reach out and correct all these, these massive amounts of listings that were sitting out there. So um, the second problem was, was that the customer went in before they purchased uh, YP Presence, and they went out and tried to create new listings on their own and uh, were sending in all these different requests for all the different listings to be modified or deleted. They had requests like all over the place. So everybody was confused. So what we had to do, we, the advice we gave the customer was um, they had to narrow it down to one website. Uh, that way they're not creating the core problem and, and confusing search engines. So we had them go just to the new website. And the second thing that we did was that we found that the, the customer had admin access to a lot of the map listings that were created on Google. So what we did is we had her log into each listing, and she had to make up her mind, what do you want to do with each listing? So we identified the multiple listings that she wanted to delete, and we worked with her to manually delete all of these other duplicate listings. And then what we did is we found uh, one listing, a Google, um, uh, Google Map listing or a Google Plus page that she wanted to keep uh, because it had a bunch of reviews on it. And we got in there and we had her add, um, go into the admin section on it. And what she did is she added um, YP as an administrator for that listing. And what she did is she added a manager for the listing, and the email address to give is ypmanaged at yp.com. And Google will find it. You plug that email in as a manager for that listing, and then just notify your ISM. We can open up a case, and then YP Manager can work with that listing. So, and, and none of the reviews will be lost or anything. 
So it can be a very confusing world out there for these business owners. And then, of course, we get tied up in the confusion trying to figure out how our products function uh, in these environments. So um, that's pretty much the advice I have on that. Um, do you, uh, Tina, do you have anything to add or any questions? So I know recently uh, the product team released a job aid. It's called YP Presence Starter Fulfillment Guide. I think it was like a two-page document. So it sounds as though this job aid, and we'll attach it to our podcast internally on Salesforce, attach the link to it, but it sounds like it'd be useful for all the reps just to kind of refresh themselves on how to work with these you know, Google listings so that they can coach their customer through it and we can help them solve their problems. So that that story is awesome. It's it's so encouraging when these are the types of things. We find a horrible, snarled mess. We can help them <laughs> untangle, make it clean, and then they can go on and be successful. And those are the kinds of relationships you know it's going to last for a long time. That was a lot of hard work on the rep's part, but I guarantee that's going to be a great long-term relationship. So product updates. This is just a quick summary of some of the updates that we've heard over the last couple of weeks. First one is that any of your customers that currently have EMT, those programs cannot be renewed. The customer actually needs to be migrated into one of the new display campaigns. So we have a lot of products that we've allowed customers to renew as long as they don't make any changes to them. EMT is not that type of product. There is no renewal strategy for EMT. When that campaign is done, that program needs canceled and the customer needs to be migrated to a new YP display program. Uh, The second thing that came up on one of our display calls was about site retargeting. So I think there used to be an expectation of you could only have site retargeting if you were spending over a certain dollar amount per month, that's changed. And you can have site retargeting at any spend of online display. So again, site retargeting is now a feature of all purchase levels for online display. It's not a feature or an attribute that you can include with mobile display. And the site retargeting can work on either a customer-managed website or YP-managed website. The process is a little bit different. If it's a customer-managed website, then we're going to just give them the code to embed on their website. If it's a YP-managed website, we'll take care of that work for them, and we'll actually get the retargeting to work. Uh, The other thing that came up kind of on a side note this last uh, couple weeks ago is on the YP.com site, We also publish the listings of closed businesses. We've run across multiple instances of advertisers asking that the listings be removed, and the answer is no. We're not removing the listings. They're going to stay on the site. This is considered a good consumer experience. This is in line with what the rest of the industry is doing. We do put on the listing that the business, you know, that they are out of business or the business is no longer active. And the listings are usually only found when somebody is doing a business name search. So that's kind of the primary scenario. If I'm looking for, you know, Joe's Wig Shop and I don't find Joe's Wig Shop, I think you just don't have a good database. But if I'm looking for Joe's Wig Shop and I find it and it says out of business, then I realize, hey, it's a good database and Joe's no longer in business. And then the last thing to bring up 
is uh, just a reminder that you cannot key a $500 mobile display UDAC without a $500 online display UDAC. Even if the customer currently runs $1,000 in online display, you're not going to be able to just add that $500 mobile UDAC to that existing contract. You're going to have to cancel and key them both together. I think that's pretty much everything that we wanted to share on today's podcast. Like I said, this week it was short and sweet to the point. I think we have one more podcast before the end of the year. So is there anything you want to say, Darren, before we tell everybody thank you for your time and catch you next time? Well, um, we've just got a couple more weeks before the end of the year. So sell uh, as much as you can and sell big. And you have to be extra persistent this time of year because business owners just don't want to meet and talk about advertising and, and they don't want to make decisions because this is holiday time. But, you know, just work through it the best you can. I mean, because... Big sales are still being made. As always, I, I love ending this call with stay focused because it is so distracting right now. So many things going on both internally and externally. And the biggest thing that we can do for our success and our customer success is stay focused on the things that matter. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.